so how long have you two like kind of been together? Like hanging out? Hanging out? <laughs> yeah. Way too long, right? <laughs> um, no, uh, we've we've been married four years now, wow. and before that we were together for three years. Is that right? Yeah, like like three and a half years. Yeah, and then but we and then we've known each other since two thousand and eight. So we've been hanging, we've been quote unquote hanging out for 12 years, but we've been together for seven of those hey. years. Is that right? That doesn't seem right. Marriage is the ultimate hang, am I right? Ugh, like <laughs> a noose. Ugh, waka waka. <laughs> I'm single. So, um, <laughs> um, but like, uh, okay, so like how do you, so you guys known each other since like 2008, how do you guys like originally kind of like meet each other and such met in college we're the same class josh Whoa. is actually one year younger than me by age mm-hmm. but he skipped a grade because he's a smarty pants and we ended up in the same <laughs> class and so Aww. yeah we were friends you know got friend zoned <laughs> liked my roommates yeah, a couple, then, several, oh, several no. times <laughs> and, uh, got together eventually so oh. that's what happened. Um, what was like kind of the moment you kind of like fell for each other? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, right? This is gross. <laughs> I, I think we became, so, okay, so um, this is kind of funny. So freshman year, um, when we first met, she actually thought I was a total asshole. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, uh, Best yeah, Best relationships start that way. <laughs> I know, right? She's like, yeah, this guy's just like, just like thinks too much of himself, like really stuck up. And, you know, this probably things are probably true. Um, but she actually kind of had um, she you you just like in your mind, you kind of had this like list of guys. That, did you have a physical list? No, I just had four categories that I put guys in. Yeah. So it's like um, it was like, yes, maybe, maybe, but no. And hell no. And my cat, my name was in that fourth category. Hell no. <laughs> no way. And and uh, when when we got married, oh. actually, one of her bridesmaids gave, uh, told that story, uh, gave a speech, and, and the way she put it was, "No way, not ever." Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little the clean more version. The, the, yeah, the cleaner, quote unquote, version. Um, and so, but yeah, basically, we 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 hung out a little bit. Um, we we became friends kind of like sophomore junior year. I had so my sophomore year. Um, I had a huge crush on her roommate, and so I would be in her room all the time looking for her roommate, but she wasn't there. <laughs> so then we and we so we you know got to know each other a little bit. Talked. We also were both psych majors, so we were in a lot of the same classes. Um, and then um, junior year, you moved to a different dorm, and we were still friends. And I came to visit you, and we also worked at the same restaurant together. We were both servers at a Japanese restaurant. <gasps> Um, so all of this, throughout this entire time, we're just like, kind of, you know, like, Hey, like, you know, maybe we don't hate each other. Like, you know, we're, we, we like talking, we're, we're good friends. Let's move him. Let's move him like one category <laughs> to like, to maybe, but no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, so I, I, I think, um, the defining, like, uh, the shift from, from hell no to maybe, but no was, um, actually the summer after junior year. Right. 
uh, we both were on campus. Uh, we were helping out at um, the there's our, our church ran um, like a summer school program for kids, right? Um, for for kids kindergarten through through fifth grade, and so and we both volunteered as teachers. So we both were teaching kindergarten. We had two different classes. She was in one class, I was in the other, and um, you know that means we had a lot of the same schedule. So one day we were at recess um, playing with kids, and then I think I don't remember how we got to talking about it, but um, she I think she said something along the lines of like I th- you would be like a really mean strict dad. I was like what why like you know like why do you think that like i'm like and i said like something i think i think something along the lines of i'm playing with these kids here like and and and, you know they like me and i'm having fun you know um like do you think i would really based on this do you think i would really be like a mean dad and she kind of gave me this weird look i'm like no i guess i guess not i guess you'd be okay you know (laughs) and so and i think glowing reviews (laughs) Like, oh, you know, maybe maybe he's not like as like all that mean as I thought he was. It's just kind of like, you know, little did I know. So wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But that did change my mind. I mean, you see someone like working well with kids just, you know, tickles your ovaries or something. (laughs) Is is that an awe thing? (laughs) Well, that was interesting. Let's start the episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Like, <laughs> that was the most like <laughs> start to the episode. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to I've been meaning to listen to that the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests and guests plural this time. You know, there's two of them. Yeah. So like, uh, love is in the and uh, Ezra, it's Valentine's <laughs> week, you know, um, when we're when this episode's being released, it's Valentine's re- week. Love is in the air. Gross. Like the, the 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 Cupid is shooting arrows in people's buttholes. It's great. It's Blech. a lot of fun. So uh, let's uh, let's just introduce our guests. Um, they these are two friends um, who are very nice. They are looking at me. They are <laughs> present in this conversation. Uh, one of them's wearing glasses. They have, this is like, this is, um, this is, uh, here. Ezra, why don't we do this, Ezra? Let's, um, let's do an episode, let's do, uh, an episode of 20 questions where we guess who the guests are. So, like, I know the who the guests are. The entire guests- episode is just guessing who the guests are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. then it's, so, we run out of time. Here, I'll, I'll guess and you tell me yes or no, okay? Here we go. Do they have black hair? Yes, I think. Okay, that's the first question. Okay. Uh, is one of them wearing glasses? Yes. Is there a dog? Are you full of shit? Yes. It's... What? what? <laughs> <laughs> it's Joshua and Joshua and Sharon. And Sharon Chung! Woo! We Woo, got it in four! <laughs> we got it in four! That's pretty impressive. <laughs> one fifth of <laughs> twenty... 
<laughs> oh man, hi guys! Hi! Hello. How are you going to recover from that great introduction? <laughs> no, 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 like, um, so me and Josh, um, you know, we knew each other from, you know, back in Champaign, we kind of like were familiar with each other. You, you may have heard him on our show before. Uh, Josh is back, so that's fun. Now, uh, Sharon, we have never met. We have not. Is this your card? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a magic trick uh, reference or a movie reference? It's it's from the hit movie Now You See Me 2. <laughs> oh, I actually like that movie. But, um, so, uh, I don't know, what's your deal? <laughs> um, well, it's nice to meet you guys. Thanks for it's having nice me. It's nice to meet you too. I am not a music guru, <laughs> so we'll see what I have to say about this album other than it's good. <laughs> oh, wow. That's Spoilers. what I have to say more often than not as well, so <laughs> it's fine. Nice. Let's talk about Ed Sheeran. Let's talk a little bit about our little boy, little old, little old friend Ed, and his record, or pronounced multiply. Um, so what? <laughs> I have a chaotic energy this episode. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, let's go around the horn and talk about our general impressions about Ed Sheeran and this record. Like, let's start with Ezra. Um, so I uh, found out who Ed Sheeran was um, probably like 2013, like while I was in high school. Um, really loved his music for a little bit, was like obsessed with him. And then um, wow. very quickly that all just fell apart. And like uh, now even listening back to it, like it's not like the type of... Um, artist that like I listen back to and I'm just like yeah I love this artist so much so like I have this certain fondness for it like um it's kind of like really eh like I think my taste just like changed a lot since then um and so like but revisiting this I thought that I would have been a lot fonder of it just because like I haven't listened to it in so long so I don't know uh what about you Sharon like what are your general impressions about Ed Sheeran before getting into this record I I like Ed Sheeran I think <laughs> Josh is making a face because I didn't <laughs> like him before um, but in my defense there's a story there <laughs> Thinking out loud was it's not a beaten good song. to death what? on the radio. <laughs> yeah, it was and so really I was so that. sick of it. I was like gonna throw up every time I heard it. But can I, I like him can now. I, can I jump in and tell sure. a story? Okay, so what's I don't know what story you're referring to. Uh, okay, anyways, um, so Sharon used to think that Ed, like she, she, I remember her saying she's like, oh my gosh, she has like the most annoying voice. And I was like, oh why? Like it's like it's like really nasally or high or something because I think he sings really well. You know, it's like I don't know. It's just like it just irritates. And it's really just because thinking out loud is on the radio all the time. Anyways, that was the that album came out in 2014. We got married in 2015. And one thing that Sharon requested from me for our wedding was to kind of she, she kind of wanted me to sing her something at our wedding, right? And so I, I, like I heard the song, I was like, oh, you know, like yeah, it's 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 a perfect wedding song. Like it's like romantic. It was written for a wedding. Like yeah, I totally do that. And then and then I and then I remember like casually kind of asking like, hey, like 
like, what do you think about this song? Like, and she's like, oh my God, I hate it. It's on the radio so much. I was like, <laughs> all right, never mind then. <laughs> um, anyways, I ended up picking a different song, but like right before I was going to sing it, I went up and I was like, oh, like, and now I'm going to sing, you know, the, like, you know, for our wedding, I'm saying thinking out loud. And I kind of like played the first few chords. And then I, there was a lot of people that like cheered because they liked the song. And I was sharing face just like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> and then I was like, and then you, just kidding. She hates that song. We're going to do a different song. <laughs> that's real. Yeah. That's absolutely That's really cute. <laughs> that's adorable. Oh, man. Like, would you have, like, if uh, Josh earnestly played that song at, like, to completion, would you still get, would you guys still be married to this day? <laughs> the wedding would have we'll just ended never differently. Know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like what about so Josh? It sounds like you're like a fan of Eddie of our of our boy Eddie. There's a okay. There's a couple of reasons why I like Ed Sheeran. Um, one, I boy can sing. Like he he can just sing. Um, he's yeah. got crazy good range, um, and he's pretty consistent throughout the whole range. Um, I think, and not only that, but like he could just like hold a note for like days. Like the, the I'm sure the first song off the album that we're about to talk about, he has that one note that he just holds like forever. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Every time I listen to that song, I, I try in my head, like, can I do this? Uh, oh, no, no, it's not possible for to me to physically hold a note for that long. So, yeah, one, he can sing. Two, he's a very prolific songwriter, as in, like, he just constantly is writing. Um, he, he's very good work ethic in terms of that. And I think people kind of tend to underestimate how many songs he's written, because not only does he have a huge number of songs on every album, he also writes, uh, ghost writes a lot of other songs for other people, like... Um, yeah, like some of Justin, a lot of Justin Bieber's um, biggest hits are written by Ed Sheeran, and he's just kind of like everywhere. Um, so I think that's really impressive too. And then thirdly, I just think um, I really like the way, like I like how he has this like acoustic tone, but like, um, but then I kind of think of his songs as formulated as there's two kinds of songs that he has. One, the first kind is like. Um, like almost like a ballad where it's like he's telling a story singing and it's like like something like um like castle in the sky kind of has that feel right it's just kind of like singing um singing through I got a castle in the sky I got a that's anyway, not Josh. That song. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways. Um so like like one of the, like a the first song one off this album kind of has that feel where it's kind of like it's like a ballad, right? Uh, and then the other kind of song he has is is much more like a rap song where it's like there's a hook and then there's like different like verses with flow that kind of go back and forth. And I actually really like the way he does that because, um, you know, he's famous for using the looper and kind of like looping through. But you can hear how he's developed the songs through the oh, like looper. Like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. He's famous for using the looper. Oh my god! Or uh, why not Bruce? Why not Bruce Willis? Why Joseph Gordon-Levitt? He's the, those, he's another character who's famous for using the looper. Oh man, I can't wait to anyway get my gold bars. When when he makes his music, you can kind of hear like the loops come back, and then like as the song goes on, you see how each part each part of the loop develops into like a fully fleshed song. I actually really like the way he does that. Um, yeah. So yeah. just kind of like from my like music geeking out kind of way, I I, I like I respect Ed Sheeran a lot. Um, some some thing, the things I don't like is that sometimes the the content of his songs are kind of like eh. <laughs> well, we'll talk um, about it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but generally speaking, I like him. Yeah. Yeah, like he's like. He's very earnest. He's very just like he he's just like, uh, you know, he's like a uh, 
he's a you know normal looking dude with like messy hair and like like just like it just like walks around like with like plaid shirts and jeans like just very he dresses very casually very comfortably he has no he's very as a folk singer he's very like anti anti hype as a pop star per se like he's one of the most popular male musicians in the world next to drake um but he's very like he carries himself like just like a regular dude um but also he's very ambitious you know he's very um he writes like you said he writes a lot of songs he like works very hard he says something along the lines of like, yeah, I wasn't a very good singer or guitar player, but I worked very, very hard for a very long time so that I could be good. So that's, and like, that's like, you know, and like also like uh, with um, some of this, um, with some of this record, he goes like more explicitly pop in a sense. He kind of like tries like sing and like uh, all, some of those other songs are like explicitly pop. And like, I, admire somewhat how he's like pushing himself out of his usual comfort zone in a sense of like, Oh, like I'm, you know, I'm trying something new. I'm doing something different. Um, even though the results aren't always my favorite per se, like I kind of like that about him. Like he has a very easy guy to make fun of, but I think that it is like good to challenge that too. And like ask, well, like why do I feel the need to make fun of him so much? And um, especially when, like you said, like he is a guy who like works very hard and like he's one of the few people who has a spotlight that he has that like has had to work that hard for it. Um, and yeah, that's something that I like, even if I am not a huge fan of his music as much anymore, like uh, I definitely like respect uh, his songwriting and like how he's kind of like pushed himself to like get where he is and everything. And like his dedication to it, too, because that's something that he talks about a lot on this album is like um, how like kind of balancing like uh, relationships with that and like um, how being like out on tour and like writing all this shit and stuff like that, like uh, keeping like a love life and stuff is really difficult. And so he kind of like it seems like the closest thing that he gets to an answer on this album is just like, well, I'm just not going to engage in anything serious, like until I find somebody who gets it. At the same time, like he like truly believes in true love. He truly believes in like that romantic, like all-encompassing love that like he like I love the line in uh what's it called uh uh photograph of just like you know loving can hurt sometimes but it's the only thing that I know just like he even though he's like he's at this point where like I imagine he went through a breakup he's this is kind of like we're getting let's get let's get into themes a little bit like he's he's like he just went through a breakup with um you know his longtime girlfriend and like now he's kind of like dating around now he's kind of like you know testing the waters and like with his newfound fame, like people like pay attention to him a little more. Um, but also like he's, he believes in that true love. He like, ultimately that's what he wants and believes in. And like when he like has a taste of it, he like latches on and like, well, yeah, even in photograph though, the uh, ex that he's talking about is somebody that like the relationship didn't work because of like him being out on tour and like constantly being away from home. And so, like, even then, like, that theme still comes back to haunt him. Like, it, uh, I don't know. I always find it fascinating with people who, like, uh, have 
like the same issues all the time when it comes to love. Um, yeah. And that's like, that's a little bit of like where the nice boy kind of like the impression of him, like, oh, he's like, you know, he he may present himself as like a super nice boy, but deep down he's like a dark, like, I think it's like that contrast of like, you know, him like believing in true love, but also like at he's at a point where he like wants to like just, you know, party and like turn up and enjoy like <laughs> Well, yeah, there's that element. And then, like, he also just, like, um, he's ultimately, like, more devoted to his career than he's going to be to, like, anyone else. Um, And so I don't think that he's probably at a place where he can have, like, a super serious, uh, like, relationship um, with someone back home or something like that. Like, not, not with somebody who's not engaging in the same lifestyle. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say one other theme that I, like, noticed a lot of was, like, um, he talks a lot about, like, kind of escapism and stuff. Like, having dealt with, uh, like, a lot of uh, things that, like, he placed, like, all all of himself in and, like, all of his hope and, like, all this love in, um, like, not working out. It kind of seems like it's pushed him to a place where, like, he feels like he has to numb himself a little bit and, like, escape from that um, and, like, not feel anything too much. Like, uh, yeah, I just see him talk about that in several places. I also wanted to point out that, like, I I thought it was... um, I I don't know if this is intentional or not, but the way I kind of, like, interpret the title of the album is, like, X as in, like, EX, you know, Um, talking about his exes. and And then same thing with Multiply is one becoming two, right? Like, splitting, and then the same... And then... And then the next the next album is Divide, right? Which is like the about his parents and grandparents, and so like becoming one become like also becoming like multiples. Oh wow! So I, don't know. I, I think that that theme kind of he doesn't have like a cohesive theme necessarily throughout all the albums, but it's, but it, feel, it feels like there's like some of those like it, it, he's always got that like constant thing like yeah like my parents and and my parents like love each other and then had me but like their love is broken and the grandparents same thing like that you know they love each other here's the people that they made their love is broken their own ways too so i think there's he 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 always sings a lot about that like it's always like not idealistic love you know Um, except for thinking out loud which is different but yeah like the the only song that i kind of thought was like not thematic to the rest of the album was um uh what was it runaway right and because because um while all of a sudden he's and, and i guess i guess it there's some of that escape and escape a lot of that escapism in there but it's it's escapism from his family though right not from like the other kinds of relationships that he's talking about for the rest of the songs but i guess like if, if you really carry that over into divide too then it really is just like escapism from like the different the different kinds of love in his life which i think this is like that's pretty sad, you know, like that's that's really sad. It's, but it's also like but he, it's also really it's it's all. But he also has that flip side, too, you know, where it's like, yeah, it's really sad. But he he, he wants to find that, too, you know, so I actually yeah. like think it does. It does fit to me because it's his it's his first instance of escapism in a sense of like and like his first like kind of like, you know, paternal love is like the first kind of love you experience as a child. And like, um but he had to like, uh, you know, because ultimately he had to leave his toxic environments um, to like, you know, because it was bad for him, but also because he wanted a career in music. 
and like he was giving up a lot to do so. And so also like um you know the uh, notion of like it could have like the the you know it could be about a girl it could be about music in general like but like he's uh, escaping to like he's escaping to find love in a sense he's escaping to like and also like could kind of tie it together a little bit um love is a drug to him love and like uh, uh, um, intimacy, like relationships, like those are like, I feel like he would like hold them in the same, like kind of category in a sense of like the high and like, but like he, I feel like Ed views this as like the highest high of like, this is the, this is the thing like drugs, alcohol, all that stuff is, you know, it's a high, but it's not, it's like a way to like kind of get close to the high of being in love, get close to the high or like sex or anything like that. The like ultimate get, high. Yeah, brother. Bleh, you know, um, chase the dragon, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like kind of what I think like of the record. It's, um, yeah. So, uh, let's get into lowlights and highlights right after this break. Dot, da 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 da. I'm Dr. Smith. Hi, Dr. Smith. Dr. Richard Smith is my name, and I have a diagnosis for you. Okay. What's going on? Yeah, you've been in physical therapy for like a few weeks now, and uh, you've been doing that thing where you kind of like walk on the the little railings when like your feet are weak, and you kind of like did that. And I was like, you can do it, Ezra, you can do it. And you're like, I can't. And I said, yes, you can. I believe in you. And we did that for a while, and I finally have your diagnosis. That's that's already a treatment, though. Wouldn't you give the diagnosis before you give the treatment? Well, I'm clearly incompetent. Like, I, I thought that was the first step. I had my clipboard upside down, and I did the treatment first, and then I diagnosed you afterwards. So sorry. Whoopsie-doopsie. Okay, well, what's the diagnosis? Well, let me consult my clipboard. Flip. Oh, it's that you should watch the short film Diagnosis. It's an award-winning short film by a friend, future friend of your podcast, Tanner Richard Craft. It's about a mother who learns how to evolve as a parent in the face of her son's autism diagnosis. And, uh... You know, it's been a really well-received movie with uh, many saying it taps into the very real frustrations and fears they feel adjusting to this diagnosis, either as a parent or an autistic person. Whoa, that That sounds really relatable and awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, that's uh, your diagnosis. Also, you have, uh, your bones are jelly. Oh, man. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Awkward. That's why so, uh, I have noodle arms. They weren't noodles. Yeah, that's they were jelly were... all along. <laughs> if this was a sitcom, we'd all be laughing. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here. Hey, okay. <laughs> Hey, I'm walking here. I'm just, I'm on my way to the, 
web film festivals festival to like go watch some quality artsy college projects over here. Hey. Oh, you know what you'd probably like? Very rude what? guy who's yelling what? at me on I'm the street. I'm from New York in Chicago. Why this is how I sound. You'd probably like a show called I Hate You Too. What? Well, this show is a comedy web series about two trashy millennial roommates dishing out on both the love and the hate. Allie and Kevin may think they have golden futures ahead of them in Chicago, but only if they can navigate. Only if they can Na- navigate. navigate. <laughs> Stop. What? This is a, I, I just met you for, for the first time. Only if they can navigate their psycho mid-twenties. Whoa, I'm 75 years old. I remember those times. Do you want to hear a story about my psycho mid-twenties? No, but <laughs> do you want to watch this show? Well, here, I'll, here, tell you what. I'll tell you a story about my psycho mid-twenties. I don't like that term psycho, so I'm going to say my wacko mid-twenties, and then y'all watch the show. Hear, how's that sound? Sounds great. Okay, so one time I met a raccoon. So that's a story. Cool. Uh, so this show, um, if you want to check it out, is uh, streaming on YouTube. Um, there are six episodes. It's all one season, and uh, it's all featuring college students. It was actually, um, it's actually starring two uh, best friends from college. So, hey, my best friends, that raccoon I mentioned in the earlier story. Well, these best friends are actually people. It's Ali Wessel <laughs> and Kevin Blair. If you're looking for something ridiculous, current, and fun. Watch I Hate Wait, You Too. What was what were those three things? Ridiculous, like you. Current, uh-huh. like this conversation uh-huh. that we're having. And yeah, fun, we're currently having like it. Our, like it sounds like your wacky rapport with your roommate, your roommate, your raccoon friend my, my, was. My, well, me and my me and that raccoon are roommates. I live in a trash can. Oh no, that's so sad. No, it's great. We have a pull-out couch. And uh, I, I put on, like, uh, raccoon pajamas on my raccoon friend. He loves it. Oof. What? <laughs> Why is that oof? <laughs> I thought you'd be like, oh, what a wholesome, fun image. But you're like, oof. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep walking here. What? I am walking here. <laughs> We're back. Uh, whoa, pod, oh, cast. I had no idea what you were trying to do for like most of that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into some like low lights. What are the what? What are some songs that were not good? I think my lowlights, um, I did not particularly enjoy Runaway. Oh. Um, I think I already mentioned that uh, it, it just didn't thematically feel like it was a part of the al- album because, like, all the other songs are about, like, about like past love or unrequited love or, like, pining for love or, like, idealistic love. And then here's Runaway. Um, 
Although I did actually really like your hot take on that, um, him, t- uh, Andrew. Okay, I really enjoyed your take on that, thinking like, oh yeah, like this is kind of where love comes from, like your 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 preconceived notions of love is like, oh, you know, actually that's a really good take on that. So it's it's better now, but um, just not my favorite song um, from the rest from the from the album. I also don't particularly like photograph um, because like the what? okay, hear me out. The words are really well, okay, really, okay. really well written, but man, it's such such, such okay. a sonically boring song. Like of all the everything else, I feel, I'm like oh, kind of okay with. Yeah, it is really boring. It's really boring. Yeah, like I don't I don't know. Like it's just there's just nothing, not much to it. The words are great. It's so well written. Like I, I remember, um, uh, we keep this love in a photograph. Um, keep these memories to ourselves. Where our eyes are never always open. Um, your hearts are hearts never, are never broken. broken. It's like oh man. Like that's really good. That's a really that's a really like poetic way to like look at that. And then man, the song is so boring. <laughs> oh yeah. Hurt sometimes like yeah, I, I like I like it like as like a I I will agree like all the love songs like the traditional like love songs per se kind of run together and sound the mm-hmm. same a little bit. Like um, the only one that kind of like stands out a little more from the pack is uh, what's it called. Um, Thinking out loud, but like um, the uh, what's it called Ted Ted Fire C or whatever, and I don't care. Tenerife I like that one. Or like I really like that one. Or like one, or like they kind of like run together a little bit. as like oh, like you know that this is like bread and butter of just like you know him and his acoustic guitar, just like kind of doing a very simple see. But I think that that's something that he does really well. Um, like in uh the acoustic guitar the like songs and stuff like that but like uh i don't know the tenerife tenerife seed just has like enough to like enough like rise and fall to it to like keep it sure. interesting whereas photograph just falls yeah, very flat yeah. Yeah. Tenerife seed too like the yeah. like when you get really get into it like the melt the the harmonies from the chorus like oh man i love the sound of that like it's, it's so, and the guitar is really really simple, but like something about the tone of that guitar, like the very, it's not, it's very like muted and warm, and I, and I really like the way like he hammers the uh, play, plays that song. I don't know, I really like that song, but yeah, yes. Anyways, that, that might be yeah. getting into. He's like very content. He's very content in that moment. It's sweet. Like, yeah. I I just think like the sentiment from Photograph is the my favorite in the record that makes. The song worth it i would say just like um first of all like uh really it is kind of like the underlying thesis of just like loving can hurt sometimes but it's the only thing i know like even though like things are hard even though like he's heartbroken um he can't help but like find himself in this situation again but also like i like it in terms of like a breakup song too of like um i am holding these wonderful memories in my heart even though it didn't work out i'm holding these and like keeping and preserving it and like holding it close to my heart and like even after it's done uh i think is like really sweet too because like this relationship didn't work out either um i just really think that's sweet because like you know when you look back on relationships that didn't work out you tend to think of all the bad stuff or like and maybe you should to an extent but like I, I like that. I like the sweetness of just like, yeah, that was, it's a, it's a, it's a cherished mem- It's a cherished photograph. I'll store in my breast pocket here. You know, I think it's sweet. I think yeah. I didn't like, 
Nina and Bloodstream. Oh, me neither. Not for really I intellectual reasons. I agree with Nina. I disagree with Bloodstream. <laughs> yeah. Go for ahead. me, it's, go it's, it's when more. I hear it, I'm like, do I like this or, or do I don't? <laughs> do I don't? Do I not? <laughs> do I don't? Um. <laughs> Nina or Bloodstream or both? Nina is the one I agree is boring, is the boring one. Like, um, he does talk about smoking illegal weed, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, As opposed to... <laughs> I also think that, like, something that applies to Nina is, like, his vocal performance isn't very good. Like, uh, when he gets into, like, the bridge and stuff like that, it just, like, thins out and it's just kind of hard to listen to. But that's just me. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon, what did you not like about Bloodstream? I don't know. It just wasn't like one of my favorites. It wasn't catchy. Okay, again, these are not good reasons. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally, literally like, truly, like when I listen to it, do I like it or do I not? Yeah. like <laughs> um, I think it was kind of boring, right? It was like a slower song, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it made me want to like skip it. You know? Yeah. Like, I wasn't interested. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Like, uh... I really like that one. So. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, he probably likes it for intellectual reasons. Let's hear the intellectual reasons. <laughs> I like it because it's just... It's, 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 the, it's the main... It's the, it's the one song... It's the darkest song in the album, I think. And it's like, um, it's very much like the, that escapism that you're talking about is very much highlighted. That's like the, the focal point of the song, right? Um... It's just like, you know, it, it resonates with me as somebody who's who's not been in his situation exactly, but just like, you know, I distract myself to escape. It resonates with me as somebody who has nothing yeah. in common with Ed Sheeran and his struggles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know, dark and brooding and uh, getting away from things I, I, that resonates with me, if Take that as you will. I, I just I just like the atmospheric like sound of it, of just like how it like, uh, especially like towards the end of it, how it like kind of feels after a certain while, like you're numb and like you're kind of like um, the I think Ed, Ed does a good job of like crafting melodies that are like kind of memorable and like how they stack on top of each other. And like like this cor this choral part will like kind of come into play at the very end. I really love when songs do that. Um, but other than that, it's like kind of just like, uh, not that, I don't know. I like, I like the, tell me when it kicks in. Mm. I like, I like that section. Like, uh, so it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he does like the, like just small, like vocal runs and stuff really well. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like, um, kind of in the outro and stuff where he like combines the different elements of the song yeah, and yeah. like just keeps building. Like, I think that that's something that he does really well too. Um, and that's like, uh, really underrated, I guess. Um, yeah. his like ability to like pull on emotions with those types of things. Like, uh, yeah, from his yeah. first album, like give me love, he does that. And like, it's like probably his, give me love, give me love, give me touch. Stop. <laughs> We're not talking about her. What? Um, We're always talking about her. Like, even true. in a roundabout way. Uh, <laughs> in a roundabout way. Aren't all of our episodes about Carly Rae Jepsen? That's right. Um, yeah. 
but uh yeah i think that like that's probably one of the best songs that he's done and like um i just really like kind of that quality and like how this entire song it's just like this really dark kind of like stormy emotional place that he's in and then he just kind of like builds into like something even like more than that and yeah i just really like it the the music he can me a little bit too um like likes that like like we were saying that like the building all the elements like you, you have that you have like a very you have the same kind of guitar riff over and over again you have like the same like humming that kind of fills it in and then just slowly adding like all those layers on top of each other till the end of the song like i think that that's a lot of a little bit i was talking about with like um at the beginning where he he kind of you you can see how he likes to loop use the looper to build his songs yeah. right he'll build an idea uh, he'll play something on the looper and then like just kind of build on to it and so then when you get to that final build moments like all that kind of comes together you know low life for me i would say is um not necessarily musically um it's not musically a low light. I, I think the songs are good. It's just like more of just like kind of like make me like clench my butthole a little bit. It's like of like just uh, the uh, don't and also the man. Weird flex, but OK. Um. <laughs> it is the weirdest of flexes. <laughs> um, but like um, <laughs> my ovaries are tickled. And my butthole's clenched. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, don't. I agree and, with you on don't. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, let's talk about don't a little bit. Like, I, I like, I will say like, you know, if he's like, if his side of the story is pretty much how it shake, shook out in a sense of like how she kind of was a person who said, hey, I want to be a little more in friends and then slept with her friend or like slept with this other person and didn't really communicate. Like that's a frustrating situation. And that's pretty like, that's like pretty upsetting. Like that would be like pretty upsetting. Like, and like, I would understand why he would be frustrated or confused or anything like that. But the other side of it is just like, it just feels gross to like, for him to like air out all this dirty laundry in a sense, especially of a person of such power, person of such like, you know, of a like a platform of his type that like, um, even though he might be right about this, it still still feels a little irresponsible. Um, and like, it's like rumored to be Ellie Golding. And it's just like, you know, this whole thing's like really weird. And like, just like, yeah. Well, it's not confirmed to be her anyway, so... <laughs> It's not confirmed to be her, but like, um, also like, it's kind of the same thing with like Taylor Swift of like, you could kind of like, maybe like kind of piece together the pieces of like, you know. Yeah, but people also, um, like make up rumors all the time about, uh, yeah. Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift, like being a thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think of, what do you think of that? Like the pitfalls of where do you fall on that kind of like the spectrum of irresponsible or like just airing it out for the sake of like, you know, personal catharsis or whatever. I think I, I can, I can, I can respect where you're coming from. And I, I definitely think that there is a level of irresponsibility. I also think that as people, like as people who make art, I think there is almost a call to be somewhat irresponsible with what you make and make it authentically and honestly. So oh. I think that, 
I don't particularly like like this song. I think it's really catchy, and I like the way the music is done. But like, like the story, you know, the story that he tells is like not really about that. But like, he clearly had such passionate feelings about this situation to write it into something, you know. And I think like, and I think you know, he's not like calling out anybody specifically. He's not like trying to invite rumors. He's he's writing a song expressing how he felt his side of that story, you know, and it's like. I mean, it's it's pretty nasty, but it sounds it sounds like the affair was pretty the whole affair was pretty nasty, and I think is like you know artist expression, um, and I definitely think that the the irresponsibility of that comes from the way that pop culture talks about it, and not necessarily the song itself. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I, I think I well, lean more towards like the side of like the artist like taking expression versus like the artist taking responsibility for how people talk about it. You know. Um, yeah, I, I think it's like more of like um, I, w- I was thinking about like David Sims, like the film critic, was talking about Return of the Jedi and uh, Leia in the metal metal mm. bikini, <laughs> like that, how that like has been kind of like the even though it's like a kind of a it's like it's an it's like it's more complicated than like uh, uh the but like it's like it's also like you know you you can't, like the in that in the intention of that scene was like you know the the slug monster like trapped her and made her wear that and then she killed him and like you know it was like kind of a badass moment or whatever but like it is like you know like and like boy young boys who like watch those movies um kind of like viewed that as like a sex icon viewed that as like a the the and then like but is George Lucas responsible for like how these people like kind of took it and I my the answer I think is Kind of, you know, like there's responsibility of like put making the only female character in that putting her in a skippy outfit. There is responsibility of like, you know, so many kids watch these movies or whatever and are going to do what they will with it. And like, but at the same time of like, you know, it's more complex than just what like you're responsible. You're not responsible. Like, I think it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's a very fine line to draw and to walk. And, like, I think it definitely depends on, you know, the, ki- the kind of art or the kind of content that you make. Because, like, I think music music is one thing. I think film is a, is a whole other beast. I think, like, you know, um, people uh, yeah, who yeah, yeah. are influencers and, like, on, like, YouTube and have, like, a young, impressionable audience that they're talking to, I think that's a whole other beast in itself, too, you know? Like... Each each of those has a kind of a di- bears a different kind of responsibility in in how much their art influences society. But I don't know. I, I I do think that like as somebody who likes to be expressive and as somebody who values that freedom, that it's really hard for me to say like you know like because this song is just so irresponsible. You know, um, yeah. I definitely see where you're coming from though. Like uh, like it doesn't it doesn't really sit well with me. It, like if I was on the receiving end of that, I'd be like, "Ah oh, shit, like that really really sucks." <laughs> you know, like that re- that really really sucks. Yeah. But and like the the uh, uh yeah, I was thinking about that too with uh the man of like her like what if his ex heard his his ex definitely probably heard the song and like just like hearing like, you know, I might die. Like, if I keep going on down this path, I'm going to die, you know? Like, it's, like, really, like... And, like, to have the ex feel responsible for that. Like, in a... In a re- even if he's not actively putting it on her 
in a sense. And also he's like talking about like how she cheated on him too. Like she's like, and we know her name. Like you, you could look it up. You could look up her name and like kind of just like people will know and like people will like, you know, I don't know. I think another thing too is that like, he the, what we see what we see in the lyrics is such a s- such a small sliver of what actually happened, and it's his expression and telling of what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think on on the other side too, um, at our interpretation is is an even smaller picture of that, you know. Ah, and, yeah. And so, like, maybe the intent of it was different. Like, no, I mean, the intent of it is pretty clear, but maybe like you know, like he wrote this song. Maybe he like event they eventually they talked about it and he's like yeah like you really hurt me you know that opens up conversations and like like I, I think there's, there's just so much more to it to 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 the situation like he could have talked to this girl or never talked to her again or maybe she is just a really terrible person you know like there's just so many like you know it, it's just so I don't know it, it's it's just it's just hard for there's just so many unknowns it's hard for me to feel like there's responsibility there you know. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Any any other lowlights before we move on to highlights? Uh, Sing. <laughs> well, OK, so Sing, I partially want to say as a lowlight and partially not because like I kind of like the um, I don't know, whatever kind of uh, it has like a jazzier, like different sing. vibe from a lot of the stuff that he does. And I think that like that's kind of cool. But also like, uh, <laughs> like that's horrible. <laughs> Really? I, I like it. It's so catchy. It sounds really bad. <laughs> it's catchy. I think it's catchy too. And I think I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's fun and catchy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like really off key and just bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like it as like um Why? <laughs> I like it in terms of like it's a pop song only Ed Sheeran could make, in a sense. You know? Yeah, I yeah. mean that is a yeah. fair thing to say about it. Like yeah. Pharrell, like Pharrell, like, kind of produced him, like, pushed him outside of his comfort zone of, like, you know, I usually make guitar songs about me going, like, I love my person, or whatever. But, like, now, like, he's, like, um, but, like, I like that, like, um, he, like, um, yeah, he's, like, at, like, being, I say this with, like, the smallest grain of salt, like, sexy, you know? (laughs) And, like, but, like, kind of, like, but like kind of like also like his rapping is kind of like purposely kind of corny and lame and kind of like silly and like you're not supposed to take it that seriously which i kind of like it kind of reminds me of like fly of the concords of just like how like like white boy rapping but like it's not like but i'm like the hardest guy in the game but like um it's um I think his rapping does work the best when like he's not trying to get you to take it too seriously. But then there's also the other like side of things where I do really like some of the angrier songs that he's done. Like uh, I actually do like the man like it might be a little yeah. irresponsible, <laughs> but like I like the um, sound of it and everything. And like I think that he's kind of tapping into an anger that he doesn't usually. And then like from his first album, You Need Me, I Don't Need You, like that uh actually is uh i don't know he taps into that anger again i guess um so i want to jump in really quick and talk about his rapping because um i actually think he's really good wow <laughs> like i, I know the like rapping is like kind of cheesy but like, like he does he says all the words in order 
You know? And not beat. Yeah. Well, well and not and only he that, like, but, like, subdivides well and stuff. Like, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's on point. Like, the rhythm is always there, and, like, he enunciates while singing. It's like sing rapping, not yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. rap yeah. rapping, you know? Um, and he does it really, really well. And and the reason I say this is because I've definitely tried to record myself oh, doing no. songs that, like, <laughs> I, that he can that he does do that in. And I, and I, and that's when I realized, holy shit! Like this is really hard yeah. to do. It's re- he's really good at doing this consistently. And like you know, but anyways, yeah. Like just the, the way that he's able to like get all the words out and with great rhythm and in in good tone like i think i think it's really, really good like, actually yeah i think that he does a good job sing rapping but i do think that that's very different mm. from like actual rapping and like that's what yes. i'm saying like i'm yes. glad that like he doesn't like lean too heavily into that and i think that like if yeah. he did or if he does then like it doesn't really work here's yeah. like i agree i agree with that yeah i don't i don't ever want to see him like drop like a hip-hop album that would be Horrifying, yeah. Yeah. It's fun to rap in a guitar-y way. I got my strap. I I I um, I got uh, oh no. Oh no, I need to, I need to go back to the pub. Okay, um but like um <laughs> um <laughs> but like um here's what I think is Ed Sheeran's greatest strength and his greatest weakness is he's he tries so hard. You know, like mm. you could tell, you could tell <laughs> that like Ed Sheeran to get to the point where you know he's like a good rapper per se is he practiced in the mirror like over and over and over again and like it's like oh, we got done in a local god damn it let me try again just like you know you know just like like or like his singing like the idea of just like he says he's not a good singer but like he worked very hard for many many hours and. Learn how to play guitar by himself right. and like, uh, what's it called? Um, for the Thinking Out Loud video, he learned how to ballroom dance to like kind of be in it. And like, you know, so oh, wow. his work ethics, impressive, really endearing, like really like cool and like really wonderful to watch. There is an element of like, you know, because he's an artist of acclaim, he has the means to like kind of do it. But like before, not necessarily. You know, he probably had, like, a job doing mm-hmm. something else and then, like, worked hard every day. But, like, um, but the, so, so there's that. But then it's also, like, uh, at the same time, you could see the sweat in all of his songs. You could see him, like, sweat <laughs> the entire time. Just, like, I'm trying, he's, like, I'm trying so hard all the time. Please, like, think I'm affable and likable and stuff. like. And, but it, like, shows, it exudes... Like, just, like, which is, like, it's a double-edged sword, I would say. But, like, that's, like, what I think is his greatest strength and weakness, in my opinion. Hmm. I don't know why, but, like, when you say the adjective sweaty to describe Ed Sheeran, it, like, really fits him for some reason. <laughs> and I don't, know if it's, I don't know if that goes back to him being, like, a punching bag, but <laughs> it's, like... Oh, yeah, okay, I see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't actually say it while we were recording, so let me repeat my comment. Ed Sheeran has a very powerful face. Like I said, and like I said before, like in response to you, he's a little scruffy like, looking. Is like no, that's how I'll describe that. <laughs> I like him. Well, and like pictures of him uh, next to like Beyonce. women that he's dated and stuff. Um, it's like they look like so beautiful and put together and like wonderful. And then there's him. <laughs> um, so let's um, let's go to highlights. I guess we kind of like 
kind of melt merged kind of like into like highlights and lowlights in the same go. Yeah. But like, um, what are some highlights for you guys? I like one, and I like photograph, and I like tenor of C. Tenor of C. Yeah. Tenery. Tenery. He's a tenery guy. He sings in a tenery voice. By the way, like, hey, Ezra. What? Look at this photograph. Look at this graph. It's, it's uh, Nickelback. Anyways, um, yeah, so uh, what are some highlights for y'all? What about thinking out loud? <laughs> it's a little better oh. now that it's not beaten to death, but I like one. Like, the, it's the first song on the album, and I think it's, it's a good start. Like, for me, when I listened to it, I was like, oh, I yeah. like this. I want to keep listening to the album. Sets the sets yeah. tone really well. Yeah. That sustained yeah. note you were talking sure. about, like, is really impressive. Like, uh... Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. And I like it as, like, a transition from the previous record to this record of just, like, this is the last song about his ex, per se. Like, about his main ex in addition or, like, plus or whatever it was called. Well, no, because, um, uh... Wait, I'm sorry. What song are you talking about? One? One, one. Okay, yeah. no, because uh, isn't um, the man also about her? I don't know. I think it might be about a different. Well, person. he specifically says like, well, he doesn't say it, but he like pauses at like a rhyme where he would very clearly say Alice. Ooh. Uh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, the, like this is the weird part of this whole thing. It's just like we're speculating about these people we don't know. You know, like. It's strange. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, I like the line, like, and all my friends have gone to find another place to let their hearts collide. Like, oh, it's really beautiful. Like, I, th- <laughs> I think it's really sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, highlight for me, I love, uh, let's talk about, let's, I, I like Thinking Out Loud, despite, you know, it being over. Like, yeah. I guess, like, maybe... It's a good song. I wasn't, like, in... You know, I wasn't listening to a radio when, like, this song was out. So, like, it, it's not necessarily overplayed. And when I hear it, it's like, oh, this is a good love song. I... Yeah. I don't like... That's exactly how I felt. Like, I wasn't I listening to the radio. Also... I heard it. I was like, oh, this is really... This, like, this is really cute. Like, I like this a lot, it's you know? Cute. And then Sherry's like, oh, my God, I hear it all the time. It was, like, the worst song ever. Yeah, I think it always kind of threw me off that he said that he would love her till they're 70 and i was like why 70 like why not like 71 on average men live to be to 70 oh that's why i think it's just like seriously like i think so too i think so too i think it's It's lazy though yeah but it's so young that's not that old yeah so i i know that's like stupid and petty or whatever but i noticed stuff like that and i was like why didn't he say like ninety? I know it's like the rhyme. Well, you're out. It's time to find <laughs> a new exactly. lady. I don't know. I don't know who you know that's like older than seventy, but like so seventy is pretty old. It's not that old. There's so many people who live past seventy. There are yeah. plenty now. of people, especially in like in. It's not that old. In the future, where we take pills and we live till like. Yeah. yeah. Do we live till like we're ninety or a hundred? Like, I mean, when I get to seventy, then you know, then you're out. Apparently, <laughs> like, like to me, that was not romantic. Like, 
even though it's like, oh, like Josh thinks it's a perfectly reasonable age <laughs> to die. love somebody <laughs> until they're 70. I but think like, if I make it to 70, I'm doing pretty good. Just like <laughs> I think you need to set your sights higher because 70 is nothing in this day and age. Like, yeah, anyway, the, like the average person in general lives to be like, uh, I. I can't remember exactly, but it's like mid seventies. So like till yeah. seventy, that's still like young yeah. for like the average too. Yeah, like I I know that it's not a big deal and it's like a petty thing to notice, but I absolutely noticed that. Like maybe within like the first time I heard the song, I was like, why seventy? That's so young. First of all, don't feel yeah. ashamed. This is the entire podcast of just like us picking one thing. Like we hate it now. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> I hate yeah. I hate the line will your mouth still remember the taste of my love ah I know Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just, hey, hey Josh def- defend that <laughs> checkmate atheist uh, no, I'll, t- I'll take a pass on that oh, one. No. that's pretty bad <laughs> Ugh, the taste of my love like Sounds like yeah. Y'all, y'all's got some dirty minds because I know he's just talking about a kiss, but I don't know what you're talking about. Even if he's still, even if he's just talking about a kiss, that's a really gross way. It's to a weird way it. to describe that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little bit too descriptive. Oh, by the way, like, yeah. do you want me to hear my um, SNL character that I just came up with? Sure. All right, sure. here I, I go. To. All right, here I go. Hello, my name's Ed Sheeran. Would you like a haircut? That was it. He, he, sheer in. Like, <laughs> Cuts your hair. Don't laugh at that. Don't encourage him. <laughs> that was really good. Um, so, any other highlights? Anyways. Any other highlights? Uh, yeah, I, um, liked, uh, I'm a mess. Okay. Um, I think his vocals are, like, stronger in that than, like, most of them. And it's, like, yeah, also just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A pretty like it feels like a more honest song than a lot of these. Um, like it just uh, feels very um, like real and stuff. And then of course it has that thing in the outro that like we were just talking about earlier. That's really good. Like where uh, he like builds and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think that it works really well. Um, uh, is his name Bob? Because he builds. Anyway, I also uh, really like A Fire Love. Um, (laughs) I think that uh, he, um, like, I think that a lot of his stuff that um, isn't, like, specifically about, like, romantic love is pretty good. And, like, I think that he should uh, focus on that a little bit more because otherwise you get really exhausting, like, boring, like, regurgitated shit, like, uh, photograph. Um, and honestly, I thought that one was a little boring too, personally. But uh, yeah, I can see. Yeah, it just is very formulaic. Um, but yeah, I think that like a fire love, uh, like he is uh, talking about like romantic love and stuff, but he's also like kind of tying it back to like shit with his uh family and like his it's specifically like about his grandfather dying and stuff and like um i think that like you can feel the emotion in this a lot more than most of this album so 
It's definitely like a standout this, for me. The storytelling's really good in that song, particularly. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, like first verse is like he's like has Alzheimer's. Second verse, he's he passes away, and like it's like really like, um, it's like yeah, it's like really like um, and then the hallelujah section, like when he kind of like sings about that, like it's really beautiful. Um, okay, so let's um get into final thoughts and um final thoughts and hey, ratings. Wait, I, I didn't give highlights. Oh, sorry, sorry. What, what do we got? <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> um, I think my favorite sorry, two I tracks are um, I really like one, um, like I really like that high note, and then um, I like uh, I actually really like Bloodstream. Oh yeah, 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 I like it too. Yeah, yeah, Bloodstream, and then uh, the last one I really like is Tenery, 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 Tenery C. Tenerife, yeah. We agree. Tenerife, yes. I think I think we can all agree that the masterpiece on this album is Thinking Out Loud. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you renew your vows, like play that song. Like, this ain't it, song. chief. <laughs> the um, right, get get like um, what's it called? Get um, renew your vows at the age of sixty nine. And then 70 divorce each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I like, I also like the man. I think it's a good, it's like his most like, the the complaint about Ed Sheeran is like, oh, you know, his persona is like put upon. But I think like, I think in this era of his career, I don't know how capable he, he is of being inauthentic. I think he can't help himself to a degree of like being this vulnerable, being this like this much of an open wound, like and like kind of confessing all these things about himself. Like I maybe maybe later in his career he kind of like is more of a brand, I would say, but like right right now in his career, I'd say he's like very vulnerable, very and like I admire the openness of, you know, uh, what's it called? The man and how he's like, he, how not okay he is at this moment of like, just like he's so heartbroken. He's so like bitter. You know, I I stayed more celibate than a monastery. Um, just like, um, just like how like lost he is, how like he's trying to dissociate from like his, you know, troubles. And like, he's scared that if he keeps going on this path, that he's going to die. Like, it's really, really great stuff i really like it a lot yeah i i agree i think that it works really well all right so uh let's get into our final uh, thoughts and ratings of this record the way this works is like we'll rate this record one out of ten blank so like one out of ten somethings from the record like for example one out of ten bloodstreams or one out of ten tenery seas or whatever um so uh, uh i could go first um I thought this was a really good record. I liked this record much more than I thought I would. And um, I li- I really, I think he's a good songwriter. I think, you know, he's a good pop, pop star. I think he's like, he does, he writes really great pop music. He also does great folk music, like folk ballads. And uh, his, vo- his voice is really incredible. And like, I appreciate his versatility and him trying new things. Um, there were definitely moments that were a little boring, definitely moments that were a little sweaty, a little try hard. Um, but other than that, I think it's a really good record. So I'm going to give it eight, eight out of 10 water bottles filled with tequila. 
So I personally uh, wasn't as big of a fan of this one. I kind of thought that it was a little bit of a miss. Um, it like it sounded like uh, right now. What? Right now. I don't know what you're saying. You thought it was a kind of you, you thought it was kind of a mess right now. Uh, oh, I thought it was <laughs> oh a bit of a God. miss, is what I said. That's why it threw me off. Anyway, I I thought it was a bit of a miss, and um, I wasn't like, yeah. I just uh, to me a lot of it felt unfinished, to be honest. Like, uh, wow, it interesting. Um, like, a lot of the songs felt like uh, they weren't, like, really their final version. Like, um, maybe some of the, uh, like, I don't know, maybe it was missing a verse or maybe um, some of the um, vocals, like, could have been, like, fixed and, like, fine-tuned and stuff. Um, like, I definitely think that that was, like, a weak spot was, like, on a lot of uh, areas, like, his vocals kind of, like, wore thin um, and were, like, a little grating. Uh, and I'm not even going to talk about the shouting on, like, uh, Sing and whatever. <laughs> um, but... Uh, <laughs> said I'm not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to sing it. <laughs> but, yeah, and, like... Honestly, I think I'm a little bit harder on him because, like, I know that he can do a lot better. And, like, uh, I did really like his uh, first album, like, uh, or the one preceding this. I don't know if that was technically his first, but, uh, like, uh, plus. And uh, I, yeah, I think that um, he could have just done a lot better. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead. Well, uh, real quick, um, on Thinking at last, uh, I or thinking at last, thinking out loud, uh, oh. I thought that um, <laughs> the line where he says maybe just a touch of the hand, like for the longest time, like when I would listen to that and like sing it back in the day, like I thought that he was saying a touch of a hat because for some reason I thought <laughs> in my head this is a phrase. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I will give this uh, six out of ten touches of hats. <laughs> you want me to go? Um, so I actually did not know that Ed Sheeran is somebody who works really hard. Like, I never thought he didn't work hard or anything like that. But <laughs> that wasn't something that I knew of him, that he was, like, a super hard worker and, like, wasn't naturally very talented or, like, had to teach himself guitar and, like, didn't consider himself a good singer and all of those things. Um I didn't know that about him. So I think that's really cool and that's really inspiring. So that is <laughs> that really cool. That almost sounded but... like patronizing. <laughs> like, oh, oh good for oh, you. Eddie. Good for you, Ed. Oh. Oh. Well, I, good job, Ed. I meant it in like a I'm inspired we'll, kind of way. We'll, hang your, really we'll cool. hang your song on the fridge. Good job. <laughs> Along with Ringo Starr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, anyways, yeah, it just, I don't know, it makes me feel like I could work really hard. I could do that. But yeah, you'll get not. back on the piano, horse. But probably not as hard as Ed Sheeran. Um, <laughs> ooh, that sounded really weird. Anyway, not as weird as still remember the taste. Hubba hubba! I know the taste of his love. Oh no! <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, back to the actual question. Um, I liked this album, but there's probably not like 
most of the songs. Let me rephrase that. I like this album, but I probably wouldn't listen to most of the songs on repeat. So mm-hmm. I guess Just I'm not thinking obsessed with the album. Yeah, only thinking out loud I would listen to over and over again. Um, <laughs> I thought you were like saying she was thinking out loud and she's like trying to get a rating. Come on, get with it. Um, so I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 Evergreens because Ooh. Evergreens last longer than 7 years old, right? <laughs> yes. Do they? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, they do. I love um, it. So I that's, love it. that's, that's my rating. So... I my thoughts on this album. Um, I like it, um, but I don't like it as much as some of the other albums. Um, so much like Ezra, I'm in the I'm in the boat of like, yeah. There's a couple of good songs on here. Um, there's a couple of songs I really like and that I would listen to over and over again. But for the most part, I just I actually like Divide a whole lot more. Um, oh, nice! I'll listen to that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think Sorry. it's actually I think it's actually really good. But um, uh, and and plus or addition, whatever it's called. Um, there's a couple of songs. It's there's a couple of songs on there like I really liked, but it's it's a little bit too. It's not as varied as 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 divide is. So it's just like not quite as my favorite. But I'm in the same vein as Ezra's. Like, yeah, like I, I've seen better. I've seen some of his better stuff, and so this one's just like okay. Um, I think I, I'm gonna rate this also. I, I'm. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit higher than a six so six and a half (laughs) wow (laughs) a six and a half out of ten um drunken nights and and the the reason being is like um like he opens off within one talking about like stumbling home as drunk as i has ever been and uh and i think that that kind of carries through the album how like discombobulated he is about each and every one of these like encounters yeah 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 yeah, um and that's kind of how the album feels a little bit where it's like like he's a hot mess and sometimes he's like really sad he's also hot really really beautiful. angry okay he is <laughs> he's he, a hot refer mess refer to our <laughs> opinions from earlier about if he's attractive he we'll is he is a scruffy looking blaze <laughs> um wow. and he uh okay no i'm sorry ed you're really cute but um it's just what? <laughs> <laughs> sorry ed <laughs> There's just too much going on in this album. He's like, not he's, like, he's sad. To he's if he angry. Did, then I would like feel he. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it. I was the one who gave it the high score. You know, I didn't call him sweaty. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you described him in a single word. I sweaty as a like, comfortable <laughs> face that like he's unremarkable next to his lovers, and that like oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, that. He his vocal performance isn't very good. After we talked about how hard he's worked. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, let's get into our. I've been meaning to listen to that. And I did playlist. Playlist, cool. Um, uh, uh, Ezra, why don't you go first this week? Um, so my pick is going to be um by an artist that like I've been really wanting to feature for a while because uh I love everything that she's ever put out um and that is Haley hendrix and uh the song is called the bug collector Ooh, um, click
So uh, this is just like a really sweet song. I kind of wanted to feature it this week because like uh, it's um, like more acoustic in style. And like when I think of Ed Sheeran, I definitely think of like more kind of like singer songwriter acoustic stuff. Um, because like that's what he built his fame on, even if that's not what he's doing now. Um, and yeah, uh, this song is just kind of um, like a partner uh, having like a lot of anxieties and like basically um, the person singing like she just uh, wants to kind of like uh, help um, like make them feel better and everything and like uh, help create like just kind of like a happy life for them. And uh, yeah, it really stands out to me as somebody who's like had a lot of anxiety and definitely like had uh, more than one partner in that position where like they kind of have to comfort me a lot and like uh, get kind of used to like my um, triggers and like how tedious they can be. And uh, that's just something that I've been really uh, grateful for lately is having like somebody who is like attuned to all of that. Okay, I can go next then. Um, I'll go next for now. Um, uh, I'm gonna like so. Uh, the pick I'm gonna pick is. Uh, well, let me see, let me just like confirm what it's the title. Um, so it's a uh, it's a uh, by an artist that Ezra actually really likes. It's like a really wonderful like. Um, I listened to like they put this song on a playlist. And I kind of like remove, and then we kind of like the um, circumstances happened where this song was no longer on the playlist. But I really liked the song, and I listened to the whole record, and I really loved it. So the song is uh, what's it called "You're Still My Man" by Whitney Houston. Click. Houston's not on the playlist yeah. anymore. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> it's so good. This whole record's so good. And like it's yes. like top to bottom, it's like incredible. And I I, I like um I, I think this record does what Ed's trying to do with uh X in terms of like ballads, like love songs, unrequited heartbreak songs, but then also like fun pop songs and like dance tracks and like sexy songs and like it's like really, and it's just like, Whitney Houston is a one in a million talent, and we love her and miss her, and uh, she's so great. I love this, and like the song is kind of like, um, like uh, like a very '80s tinged ballad of just like loving someone even though they like they're no longer together anymore, and like um, part of it's unhealthy, but part of it's like noble and cool and wonderful so it kind of reminds me of photograph a little bit so yeah this that's my pick for this week um my pick is just going to be i don't care by ed sheeran oh <laughs> click <laughs> i'm at a party i don't want to be at and i don't ever wear a suit and tie i wondering if i can sneak up the back Nobody's even looking me. Yeah, it's, it's uh, we listened to that entire album on repeat when we were in Hawaii Aww. this past summer. 
And so anytime any song comes up from that album, so honestly, I could have picked any song from that album because I like the whole album, uh, pretty much the whole album. I feel like we are transported back to Hawaii because I we literally listened to that uh, album in the car while we were driving around the entire island. Across the ocean? So, um, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so I like... Uh, I don't care. It's, I mean, it's, it's a love song in a sense too. It's like, I mean, yeah, like, I don't care. You make uh, all the bad things disappear, you know, stuff like that. And so, um, it's catchy and there's just even like the scatting in there. Is that what it's called? Like the, yeah, like the boop, boop. Yeah. That is what that's called, but I don't think that's technically scatting. Yeah. I don't think that's scatting, but even like the filler, yeah, the filler, sounds he makes like even that is like um kind of sounds like one of our nicknames for each other so like it just has like that (laughs) special meaning to it so i don't know it's like a fun song to sing and it um what's the word not provokes but like uh triggers it triggers triggers memories for hawaii um and you said what's the the word and i said burn you should specifically sorry sorry what (laughs) if you made a joke we missed it Oh, you did? <laughs> that was really good. So, you, you go, okay, here, we'll set up again. Um, so you say, what's the word? What's you the know? word? Uh, Burn of where they walk. Oh, oh, my gosh. That's actually <laughs> yeah. a pretty good one. Pretty good, yeah. That's Thank good. You. Thank you. So I think the song that I want to put on the playlist is a song by Rex Orange County, and it's called Sunflower. Ooh, click. I want to know where I can go when you're not around. And I'm feeling down. So won't you stay for a moment so I can say. Great song. Um, the reason being is just like I uh, I actually only found out about Rex Orange County like very recently, like two weeks ago or something like that. Um, but I, I just like really like the jazzy kind of like upbeat style that this song has. It's like it, it's it's got it's got a little bit of everything. It's like warm that like warm sunbeam kind of feeling at the beginning of the song, a little jazzy, and then just kind of like it picks up and it's just just, just a happy happy bouncing song. I don't know. I love it. Um, yeah, it's among the happy songs that like I'm really into. So good pick. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Rex Orange County is a very weird artist, but he is very good also. So, yeah. Okay. So now we're gonna thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you so much, Josh, for coming back on our show. This is a blast. Um, uh, anything you'd like to say to each other on this Valentine's Day week? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything? I don't like Valentine's Day. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mom goes for Valentine's Day. <laughs> um, anything you want to say to that's me? That's a fun now? way to start a sentence. <laughs> anything you want to say to me? <laughs> uh, you will be my Valentine past the age 70. <laughs> <laughs> um by the way i am also not a huge fan of valentine's day so like uh 
basically <laughs> you're alone in this, Andrew. Sorry. Um, oh. But, <laughs> but this is coming out on my stepmom's birthday, though, so I would like to say happy birthday, Quinn, it, even though I don't think that she'll listen to this. Yeah. So, yeah. That's lovely. That's sweet. Okay, so now we're going to uh, wrap up with a closing sentiment by Josh and Sharon. Three, two, one. Love, love is rough. Is 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 but it's but the it's only thing that keeps us alive. Happy birthday, St. Valentine. That we'll was see so you off, in, right? We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Have a good Valentine's Day. I love you. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> Click.